0: Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. It's and KO all day over here, brought to you by Anchor Baseball 2018. The season is here, opening day right now, and I am excited. I don't know what's going to happen this year. Will the Houston Astros repeat as the World Series champions? They have a stacked team. They're they're young. They're only getting better. What's going to happen in the AL with Houston? New York, New York, big city of dreams. What the hell is going to happen with the Bronx Bombers in 2018? Damn, they just signed Giancarlo Stanton, the NL MVP from 2017, the league leader in home runs in the National League. Now he joins the New York Yankees who led baseball with home runs and they had the home run leader as well, Aaron Judge. Stanton Judge. What the fuck is gonna happen with that right there? Can Mike Trout stay healthy for the entire season and put up the numbers that we all know he's capable of, get back to the MVP status, and maybe sniff the playoffs? What's going to happen with Trout? How will his new teammate, the new Japanese sensation, do? He pitches, he plays the outfield as well, multiple positions on defense, but he pitches and he plays the field. He's young. Everyone's excited to see what the kid's going to do. He got rocked a little bit in the spring training, still finding his way with big league hitters. It'll be interesting to see what's going to happen in Anaheim. And then the NL champions, I hate to speak about them, but the Los Angeles Dodgers. Will the Dodgers repeat in the National League? I sure as fuck hope they don't. Justin Turner's got a broken wrist and he's out indefinitely. I don't wish injury upon anybody, but I do hope that that team continues to suck or goes back to sucking. I can't say continue to suck when they did just win the National League title. I got to give credit where credit's due even if I don't want to. What's the password? Dodgers suck. What's the password? Dodgers suck. What's the password? Dodgers suck. Good kid. The Dodgers. Suck. So those are my storylines right now for the 2018 baseball season. What are yours? It's Cal and KO. We're brought to you by Anchor. Take me out to the ball game, take me out to the crowd. Peanuts, Cracker Jacks, all that shit. You know what it is. Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor. 2018 opening day is here. We are excited. I feel we're doing this segment without KO. He is not here today, but I guess somebody has to drink these Coronas and give them their limes. Without further ado, it's the baseball edition of A Corona Gets Its Lime right here on Cal and KO. Every time Bryce Harper does his hair flip after a home run and someone takes his helmet off and he does the dang, A Corona Gets Its Lime. Every time John Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge Bronx Bombers 2018 go back-to-back home runs. A Corona gets its lime. Major hater alert. Every time Clayton Kershaw gives up a home run, a Corona gets its lime. Furthermore, another major hater alert. Every time the Dodgers lose a baseball game, a Corona gets its lime. Any time the Padres or the Giants win a baseball game, a Corona gets its lime. That's not just me being a homer. They also were two of the worst teams in all of Major League Baseball. It'd be good to see them do something awesome. Just saying. And anytime any Padre gets a base hit between the 5-6 hole, also known as the 5.5 hole, a Corona gets its line. And that is in honor of Mr. Padre himself, Tony Gwynn, who loved to hit that ball opposite field and slap it right between short and third. A Corona gets two lines for him. And just in case anybody was wondering about the major hater alert or where my allegiance is, I'm a Giants fan, die hard. You know my teams, Giants, Niners, Warriors, all right? But I live in San Diego, been down here most of my life. I'm also a Padres fan. That's where my love for the Giants and the Padres go. And if you know baseball, you know Giants fans hate one team and one team only, and that is the L.A. Dodgers. My three favorite teams are the Giants, whoever the fuck is playing the Dodgers, and the Padres. That's pretty much all you need to know about me when it comes to baseball. I'd like to know more about you when it comes to baseball. It's Cal and K.O. We're brought to you by Anchor. Hit us up. We're coming back, and I have a question for you guys, our listeners. challenge KO brought to you by Anchor. We want to know what you want us to talk about. Here's the thing. We are experts at absolutely nothing, but we're very informed in a lot of things as well. And then there are some things we know absolutely nothing about, but we don't want to keep doing this show if we're just talking to ourselves and we're getting no feedback maybe there's a day that we're heavy on politics and you guys don't care about that maybe there's a day we're heavy on sports and you don't care about it that day so what i want to know is what you would like us to talk about like i said experts at nothing very informed in a lot ko's like rain man like he just pulls up facts and stats from shit that I haven't heard before and I just smile and nod and go "Uh uh-huh no I hear you and I'm no punk with my knowledge either but I'm just saying we know some things but we're not experts and we'll never claim to be experts but again that doesn't stop us from having opinions that doesn't stop us from caring about what you our faithful listener are listening to and want to hear do you um so that's what we want to that's what we want to get from you right now Let's see if we have to do resume things. You know, Kasim's resume he's played in the NFL for over 10 years, he's a three time pro bowler, he's been to the AFC championship game. He's very established in the expertise when it comes to the NFL. He might not follow many other sports, but when it comes to the NFL, he knows that he's. An athlete so he's played basketball he golfs he watches mma he's well-rounded in what he can physically do but if we were to talk to him about the last wizards game he don't know about that because he don't care he doesn't really care to watch sports he's out there doing it so that's where he's at me on the other hand i'm more of the guy that watches the sports you feel me um i played baseball baseball was my love I wasn't like some star on my San Diego State baseball team making the team was kind of the accomplishment for me I do know sports I follow sports I would be more of the fans where he would be more of the athlete so that's where we cover sports um, I'm a DJ I've been a DJ for over 15 years getting closer to 20 as a professional DJ so if you want to talk music you want to talk the art of entertainment production hip-hop, not even just hip-hop, music outside of hip-hop, DJing, anything technical that goes with production, editing, any of that stuff, that's where, like I said, we're not experts, but we do know some things, and if you want to hit us up and you want to ask us questions about those things, cool, we're down for that. Maybe you want to hear us have very random, uncomfortable conversations about things that you don't want to talk about, whether it's politics, whether it's religion, whether it's relationships. Kids, any of those things, we're here to talk about those things. We talk about that stuff as homies all the time, but we also get worried about what we're putting out there for our people to listen to. We're both husbands, we're both fathers, we both have daughters, but we also still got a whole lot of scumbag in us too. You want to talk business, you want to talk um, stories, if you want stories from, from Kasim about playing in the league, things of that nature... Hit us up. We always try to make it a point to include the people that listen to our show in the show. Give them shout outs, let them call in and promote their show. We also wanna kick it up a notch and then give you guys the opportunity to contribute to the content. So, if you're not on Anchor, shame on you. It's Anchor FM. Go find the app, go download it. You can hit us up directly. And shout out to Anchor for having us now on a total of six platforms between Apple and Google and Anchor and three other ones I'm not going to think of right now, nor try to edit to fit in there. But we appreciate you if you're listening to us on the other podcast. Hit us up. We'd love the feedback. We'd love to wrap with you. This is a segment for you guys. What would you like us to talk about? Sports or not sports? We're here for you. It's Cal and KO, brought to you by Anchor. KO's not here, so you can tell I'm scratching for content. Holla at your boy. It's Cal and KO, we're brought to you by Anchor. Always, we appreciate you for checking in with us. Um, it's It's MLB 2018 opening day. One of my favorite teams already lost today. Padres lost an extra innings to the Brewers. So, earlier I was doing the uh, a Corona Gets Its Lime. So, when certain things happen during the baseball season, a Corona gets its line. Whenever the Padres win, a Corona gets its line. Whenever a Padre hits the ball into the five and a half hole, a Corona gets its line for Mr. Gwynn. Um, whenever the Dodgers lose, oh, Corona gets its line. You following where I'm going, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So the Padres already lost today in extra innings to the Brewers. That's yeah, some so bullshit. so no line. No line right there. But right now, the Giants are beating the Dodgers in L.A. one nothing in the bottom of the seventh. And yeah, right now, the Dodgers look like they could be putting down a rally. But I already told everybody, my three favorite teams in in baseball giants whoever the fuck's playing the dodgers and then the padres so right now you know right now it's giants one and two yeah you feel what i'm getting at yes sir um while baseball's going on and it's opening day this leads me into the greatest sports rivalries not just baseball but all the sports because we're watching one of them right now, and I'm not just being a homer because I'm a Giants fan, although I'm kind of being a homer because yeah. I'm a Giants fan. But
1: this is some real shit. And this is the reason why we got to play the Brewers on opening day. Yeah, we got this right here. <laughs> yeah. On ESPN. Yeah, that's a good way to start the Be- season, though.
0: Yeah, so what are you, what are some of your rivalries that you could think of? You can First off... Let everybody know what your teams are. I always want when people when people oh, come your, on.
1: I'm your I'm your local San Diego boy. Okay, so give give yeah, everybody tar, your teams. Chargers, Padres, but I do in basketball. When it comes to the NBA, I, I'm a diehard Laker fan. I was raised in the teams I like. That's what my dad watched. Right, right. So you know, I take that pretty serious. Mm-hmm. You know that?
0: Yeah, of course. I know that. But there are people listening. So yeah. When we when people come on and talk sports. Whether it's the homie that's from sh- Chicago, I let him, you know, be specific. I'm right. from the South Side of Chicago, yeah. so I hate the Cubs. I'm White Sox. Yeah. You know what I mean. So when we get into the conversations, you know, Kenny been on the con- Kenny been on here too. You know where he at. I always want people to know the affiliations when we get into the conversations. Yeah, sports,
1: sports have been tough for me, man. You no, know, the Chargers just moved. Yeah, that was a little rough. Well, uh-huh. like I told you, I'm a Laker fan, so I'm one of those guys that ain't really tripping off of the move like that. No. you, yeah. got, the, you got the Lakers, in, and they're in LA, and the Chargers are in LA, but
0: since we're talking rivalries, Lakers Celtics. That's probably one of my biggest ones,
1: um, if you want probably,
0: wonder. Probably top five in all of sports. Oh, yeah, especially. If, since, you, if you really break it down like that, Lakers Celtics, probably.
1: Especially since I want to watch the Paul Pierce Kobe Bryant battle. That goes on with the generations of Lakers-Celtics rivalries with all the great teams that both of the franchises had. For me, when I grew up, I was
0: too young to really watch basketball and remember Magic and the Celtics going at it. Like in the 80s, I was a little too young for that. So when it got to the 90s, when I was a little older for basketball, MJ was running shit. And so the Lakers and Celtics rivalry had taking the back seat yeah until it got to what you're just talking about kobe and Powell and paul and you know kg and all of that shit like yep. it it took a back seat to mj but up until then that rivalry was in the 80s it was in the 70s it was in the 60s that's what i'm saying you know like that's a and that's, i and i was uh, a deep rivalry
1: yeah growing up it, it was all about michael jordan and them damn chicago bulls we're going to leave this out there for the listeners.
0: Top five. We want everybody to give us feedback. What are your top five sports rivalries? It doesn't have to be professional sports. You can go hockey. You can go college. Right. You can go wherever. Let us know what like what what yours are. If I had to give a top five, and I'm just going off the top. No order, because that's too tough. Yeah,
1: there's no, no order. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's,
0: there's no order. There's too if you If you got five, then you're leaving off a good ten of them yeah. that you could argue about. So there's no reason. But you gotta go Yankees, Red Sox, Giants, Dodgers. You gotta go Lakers, Celtics, Ohio State, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, that that one right there, that involves
1: a whole. Fuck. State. You know, you know the next one? Army, Navy. Army, Navy, and that's all sports. Yeah. That's not just football. That comes when they play each other, playing basketball yeah. that.
0: If there could be individual ones, you could say Tiger versus Phil. Fuck it.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was, yeah. That's what I was going to get to. Yeah, Tyson Holyfield. Yeah, Tyson Holyfield. Yeah, there's
0: so many of them you could cover.
1: I like watching that uh, Manny Pacquiao and Marquez. That was good. They went about three times. They probably would have went a fourth if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. That one was good. All three of those fights were good. Uh, Chargers and Raiders, and I say that because uh, if you ever been to a Charger-Raider game, in San Diego like I have growing up, I'm pretty sure you have. Mm-hmm. You would see how serious that stuff You'd think you was in a Raider game. So yep. that, you know what I mean? No, I get it. This is
0: where the debate would come in. Yeah. For, between me and you. Right. And I'm not backing the Raiders. But I think what makes a rivalry is something bigger than just being a division rival. Right. There has to be a little give and take. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. When it, it looks a little lopsided in history, that's when it's it's it's, it's not a rivalry.
1: Yeah, it's but not. You, I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying, right? Yeah.
0: And now, so you're you really, sounding like a Raider fan right now. Well, you see, I had to tell you, I'm not <laughs> sounding like a Raider fan. I'm a Niner fan. No, but when okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because as a Niner fan, being on the outside looking in, I've heard both sides of the argument. The, the Raider fans can sit there and say, we've got three Super Bowls. Yeah, they won them in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and they ain't done shit since then. Yep. But they can always brag about three rings. Right? Yeah. To where the Chargers ain't never had a ring, but have been beating the brakes off the Raiders since, like, Reagan was president. Yeah. You follow, you know, like, so it just depends on the argument and that... That part of the debate, yeah, that's you know what I mean. Like, yep. that's a it's kind of a rivalry, it's definitely a rivalry. Yeah, they play each that's other more stupid. than like
1: my own personal rivalry, right? Yeah, you know, like I like that's uh, the crazy part of that. That's the crazy no, part of that specific saying. debate. So, we'll take that, then I'll take it to uh Alabama and Auburn, yeah, the Iron Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's always one of my favorites because no matter what number each team is in the top 25 uh, ranking poll. It's always a good game down to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. At least for the past couple years that I've been watching too, they've been a real good game. They go in. And Auburn has been that team to take down Alabama. They go in. Yeah, they go in. They go in. They go real in. USC and the Notre Dame, cause I'm a USC fan. USC, Notre Dame, USC, UCLA. Yeah, that goes that goes hand in hand and too. That goes hand in hand. That's the battle of LA. But yeah, I, I agree with the, the yeah, Yankees in Boston. Them. Of course that And then um, Lakers Eve, and Celtics Of course that College basketball North Carolina Duke North Carolina Duke The Battle of the Carolinas <laughs> It's so How man. people think it's good It's a lot of them man I don't want to leave out No good ones It's okay We should leave some out Because that's yeah. where
0: Everybody else will call in And then Help us out Because we did leave Some out there And that's where They'll reach out And they'll do that It's Cal K.O. We're brought to you by Acre. Hit us up Pappy was good over there at the shop shop. Thank you for checking back in with us. Hopefully the feedback that we gave you as far as recording your show will help you move them forward. We're going to check out an episode. Thank you for wanting to do a show with us. KO ain't here right now, but that's something that we can work on in the future, man. I'll hit you up. We can work some some details out and see about doing a, a joint show together sometime hella soon. And while I'm at it, I might as well give a few more shout outs to our anchor family, The homies over at Medicine Remixed, The Hook Boston, Far From Ordinary Podcast, and just the Anchor family as a whole. They give us the platform to do what we do and we appreciate that. Baseball season's here and it got off to a bang. Very first pitch of the 2018 season. Miami Marlins against the Chicago Cubs. Lead off hitter for the Chicago Cubs hits a home run on the first pitch of the 2018 season. That's Fitting, considering in 2017, Major League Baseball set a record for most home runs hit in the season last year, so they start this season off trying to break a new record. Good for Major League Baseball. It was also exciting to see the Orioles win their third straight opening day game in the fashion of walk-off. Adam Jones hits a home run in the bottom of the 11th to give them the victory. Good for Baltimore Orioles. But there was too much stuff to cover with the first day of baseball, so I'm gonna take the three most important topics in my opinion, and I'm gonna touch on those in a segment we like to call Three Strikes, and I'm out. The baseball edition. Strike one, Houston Astros World Series champions. They start the season right where they left off in 2017, getting a victory. George Springer makes history being the first player in Major League Baseball history to lead off the season with a home run in consecutive seasons. He's got lead off home runs in consecutive seasons. That's a first. He just said history. Justin Verlander looked solid. The Astros are doing what they're supposed to do. They balled. Verlander looked good. Springer makes history. They get the win. Astros, good for you. Strike two. Speaking of picking up right where you left off, The defending National League champion Los Angeles Dodgers start 2018 where they left off in 2017, taking that L to my team, the San Francisco Giants their rivals. You heard us talking rivals earlier in the segment. Clayton Kershaw gets his first loss on opening day in his career. Before before this game, he was 5-0 with a .99 ERA and seven starts on opening day. He gives up a solo blast to Joe Panic that barely sneaks past the foul pole, and that's enough to beat The Dodgers. Giants sneak away with a 1-0 win. Kershaw takes an L on opening day. Dodgers lose. Giants win. Coronas are getting limes everywhere. It is such a beautiful thing. What's the password? Dodgers suck. Good kid. Dodgers suck. Strike three. Can't talk baseball without bringing up the Yankees and what Giancarlo Stanton does in his debut with the New York Yankees. Two home runs in his debut. He is the second player in Yankees history to have multi-home runs in his Yankee debut. The other person to do that, Roger Maris. That's some history for you. On top of that, Stanton joins a lineup that already had Aaron Judge, the Rookie of the Year. He hit 52 home runs last season. He led the AL in home runs. Gary Sanchez, who's a slugger and in his own right and probably the better all-around hitter. But then they get Stanton to go with it. And now the question is going to be will Stanton and Judge break the record set by Mantle and Maris for most home runs by two guys on a team. The record's 115. Stan hit 59 last year. Judge hit 52. So that's 111, so they would have been four shy, and that's a career-high mark for both of those guys. Maybe they're not going to get it this season, but that's what we're going to wait to see what happens. Yankees, Giancarlo Stanton, starting out the season hot. Damn, Bronx Bombers 2018. I know you Yankee fans are out there. Go ahead and get it out your system. Call and brag about it now. It's okay. We forgive you in advance. Will you have the pitching, though? That's my question for you, Yankee fans. That wraps up Three Strikes, and I'm out. Baseball edition, Astros, Dodgers, Giants, Yankees, and John Carlos Stanton. We'll be back. It's Cal and K.O. We're brought to you by Anchor.
1: It's
0: Cal and K.O. We're brought to you by Anchor. Still talking baseball. I want to call this break analytics versus fundamentals. Here's why. During, I spoke on this game earlier, the Houston Astros against the Texas Rangers. There's a player by the name of Joey Gallo on the Rangers. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but A.J. Hinch, the manager of the Astros, applied a crazy shift for when Joey Gallo comes to bat. He puts his third baseman in the outfield. So there are four outfielders. And then you have the shortstop, second baseman, and first baseman, over there between first and second base no one on the entire side between the 5-6 hole okay no one over there so second base to third is completely wide open four outfielders three infielders over on the right side that's analytics right there because they've done their scouting report to know that this Joey Gallo guy is pretty much all or nothing hitter this guy pretty much had seven let's say he had 70 base hits last season 35 of them were home runs so he's either going to hit a home run hit a single or something like that or he's going to get out more times than not he's going to get out so that's where the analytics comes into play and I have absolutely no problem with it if a manager and the numbers can give you that much detail and insight on what a player's tendencies are, I'm all for you using that information to your advantage. Here is my problem. My problem isn't with the analytics, my problem is with the fundamentals. If you're that batter, Joey Gallo, and you come up to the plate and they did it every time he came up to bat, if you come up to bat and you see you got four outfielders and three guys shifted over to the right, you don't have the fundamentals drop down a bunt down the third baseline or just basically hit a simple slapper a little bleeder over there to the opposite field five five hole you can't do that you're a professional hitter you're a professional athlete and you're so all or nothing that even when they basically say we dare you to bunt we dare you to try to go opposite field you can't do it you can't that's that's a shame when it comes to baseball that's just horrible with all of these guys now going one for four one for five in a game with three strikeouts but they got a home run five strikeouts a game but that six that bat they got a home run no fundamentals of the bunt uh being able to hit a runner over there's less hitting runs nowadays because what people what the batters are doing with the the uppercut swing and they're pretty much only going to jacket now they don't know how to move a run over with with proper hitting fundamentals where did the fundamentals go are all of the athletes out there now just specialty players they can't be all well-rounded athletes that's why i appreciate players like mike trout he does it all jose altuve he does it all I remember growing up playing baseball and every time in practice and before a game even, there were just certain things that you had to do. When you got into the box, you know, you bump one over the first, you bump one over the third, bump one back in the middle, and you start trying to hit to the opposite field. Then you work away, try to maybe hit something to center. Then you work your way over to your pool hand. You do all of these things in batting practice. You work on squeeze plays. You work on hit and runs. These were things that were taught to me and a lot of baseball players at a very young age. And I find it hard to believe that they stopped teaching these things. Or is it, or is it that they look past certain things if you can do one, one thing really well? What happened to the five-tool athlete? You can't do that? If you do one thing really good... You're good enough to make it to the show. I have a problem with the fundamentals and the fact that the analytics were so spot on that said, we don't have to worry about the left side. He won't go there. He's hitting pot flies or he's gonna hit a pool little ground ball over here between first and second. And he hit all pot flies. Analytics were right. Joey Gallo, you get my first foul ball of the season for your inability to know fundamental baseball shame on you professional shame on you Callen ko brought to you by anchor we have one more break before we wrap up the show gotta touch on some nba hoop action here are the three things that have stood out to me joel Embiid is out the process has been slowed down fractured orbital bone and concussion he's going to miss at least a couple weeks of playing time i'm not a sixers fan if i was a sixers fan i would be hella upset with markel fultz the rookie that they just drafted with the number one pick overall he's been out of this he's been gone all year with shoulder problems and an even far worse and fucked up jump shot he's back all of like two minutes on the court pretty much and you go and you run your big ass head into Joel Embiid, the best player on your squad, man, I'd be upset with Markel Fultz. If there are any Philly Sixers fans out there, let me know what you're thinking about that and what the response is out there in Philly as far as how they're reacting to Joel Embiid, the process being slowed down temporarily. Now, let me take you to the west side. That is the Western Conference, where the Houston Rockets have clinched the number one seed in the West. And as of right now, they're the number one team in all of basketball. Um, 27-1 in their last 28 games. I gotta put some respect on that record because numbers don't lie. I've already given given my opinion about the Rockets as a well-oiled machine come playoff time. I don't trust D'Antoni's record. I don't trust James Harden's record. I. I don't trust the lack of defense that that team puts out there. And when the game slows down in the playoffs, will they be able to continue to score at such a high rate? That will be the thing we need to watch out for for Houston. But for right now, my my second place Warriors in the West, I need to stay in my lane and stay humble and put the respect on the Rockets name. Good for them, clinching the number one seed. If you guys don't lose to some other squad, Hopefully we catch you in the Western Finals, assuming the Warriors get healthy. They got their own shit that they got to worry about. Oh, and Kevin Durant, quit getting thrown out of games. Damn it, you ain't Rasheed Wallace. What the hell is your problem, fam? What you doing? You miss two weeks and then you come back. You put up ten points in the first quarter, then you get kicked out in the second quarter. With nobody else out there, bro, you need to stay on the court. Control your temper. Play well in the sandbox with others, please. And then LeBron James is tied with MJ for, eight, um, for consecutive games with at least 10 points scored. 866 is the record that they are both at, and LeBron goes to break the record tonight, Friday versus the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm sure he's gonna get it. He can roll out of bed and score 10 points in his sleep just like Michael Jordan could. There are gonna be a lot of questions and debates and barbershop talk about, does this mean he's better than Jordan? He seems to keep passing Jordan on list he ain't getting them on six rings but that's not the only you know selling point of the topic of the discussion but that's where I want to leave it right there is with you guys what do you think this says about LeBron's legacy when he passes Michael Jordan tonight which he will and he scores 10 or more he scores 10 or more points in 867 consecutive games what does that say about his legacy as it pertains to him trying to catch the goat which is number 23 mj all right cal and ko brought to you by anchor and um you guys have a good weekend all right deuces